Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Always Faithful Nicole, and this is a new episode of my Leap of Faith podcast. So forgive me if my voice sounds a little rough. Um, it's been a uh, emotionally strained and rough few days. So um, <clears throat> my last episode that I uh, published was May 30th, and that was about caregivers and being encouraged, right? Um, sending it out to all you caregivers out there and just sharing my experience with my mom at that time. Uh, she had just come home for hospice, right? And this episode is going to be um, one I'll try to get through that's going to be difficult, right? But I want to share this with you in hopes that maybe it'll help you on your journey. So as you know, my mom came home uh, just a little over a week ago. It was, I think, Wednesday. And, excuse me, um, May, hold on, it was Wednesday, May 25th. So, um, as I might have said before, and you might be aware, with hospice, um, I don't know if any one of us really know the time or date that your loved one will pass when they enter hospice, right? So, of course, when she came home, I had no idea that a week later, my mom would pass away. The purpose of this is to say to you about pain, passing, and peace. So first I wanna give thanks to the uh, hospice team. That was really awesome. <clears throat> Supporting me and my family and my mom, most importantly, from the day she came home. Um, I might've mentioned this before, you know, uh, her first day home, uh, going into the morning, about 3.30, she had a, you know, um, a, a movement, a, a situation. And um, I cleaned her up, <clears throat> but I also called the, um, but I also called the nurse because to come out because I wanted to make sure I had done everything correctly. So didn't take long. The nurse came out. Um, she said, I did really good. She helped me with a few pointers. So we did that. And then we proceeded with our next few days. Um, what I <clears throat> learned on the journey in those six or seven short days is, and this may be something you know. So if you know these things, this is great. And if you don't, I just want to share it with you to maybe help you, right? So um, some days were okay for my mom and then some days she was in a lot of pain, right? So so, um, as I look back, she had, right at the first couple days, the pain was kind of bad. Then everything kind of quieted down. And by the time we got to Memorial Day, the day before Memorial Day, Memorial Day, my mom was overjoyed right? We talked, we laughed. Um, she ate some good food. Um, ever since she got home, I had been giving her fruit, fruit juices, you know, just making sure that she had whatever it is she wanted, or if, even if she didn't know what she wanted, I did my best to make sure I got something and had it in the house for her. Um, 
sometimes she may ask for something that she didn't even know she asked for. And then when I got it, she's like, I don't want that. That was the case with the orange juice, right? So I said, okay, mama, that's okay. Um, we'll finish the orange juice. It's good, right? Because sometimes, you know, and again, you may know this, um, when someone's home for hospice, their mind can go and come, right? Um, so um, we went through the, the, beautiful, the beauty of the day, laughing, talking, talking about my boys, showing her pictures of um, my oldest one and his fiance. They had had an awesome time over the weekend. And, you know, uh, my youngest one's art, talking about um, family and friends and her sister and my dad and my brother and um, my oldest one's dad, just sharing memories and stuff, right? If I could give you a, something about that, I would say, if that happens for you and you have these conversations with your loved one as part of a hospice situation, right? <clears throat> Cherish them and listen with a different ear because that may be one of the last conversations you'll have. And as I look back, it was because the next day when she woke up that Tuesday, after those two beautiful days, and I came in the room, I called her Brenda Boo. And I, I walked in the room, and I was getting ready to take care of her and all that in the morning. She was kind of uh, withdrawn and kind of dry, like, who are you? I said, hey, Ma, it's me. Remember yesterday? And she was kind of like, hmm, not really, but kind of. So I said, okay, you know, no big deal. And we just kind of went about our day. Um, <clears throat> she ate a little bit and had her water and stuff like that. And um, her pain med if she needed it, and I took care of her. So the next day, Wednesday, um, the first part I'm telling you about is the pain, okay? The pain that she went through and the things and enduring that and me <clears throat> rolling her over and, um, you know, to, to change her and removing the Chuck's pads, you know, stuff you may know about, right? So then Wednesday came and... When I got up Wednesday morning to check on her, she was kind of in the bed and she was super cold. She was talking, you know, she was looking at me and hold on. She was looking at me and she had the cover pulled up. She had her sweater on her t-shirt and everything, of course, but she was really cold and she couldn't articulate, right? It was like, as some of you may know, like if you get a chill and you're kind of, you know, it's hard to get your words out. So for her, it was even harder, right? So I said, Mama, you know, talk to me. I, I you know, I asked her questions and I said, you know, if you, if you understand me, blink. What do you need me to do? Blink, blink, blink. So she tried to communicate that way. So I called the hospice team and I told them, I said, hey guys, I need the nurse to come out before 1.30. Can they come out earlier? So they came out about 10.30 in the morning. First nurse came in, um, and I told her everything and she went back and checked on her. Her heart rate was super high and they were trying to get her blood pressure. So <clears throat> I was a little impatient and I'm saying that because I want to thank the nurses for just being there with me and, and um, being patient with me, right? Um, and now I know it was just my distress worried about her and uh, not knowing that the second part of this is her passing. This was the the, the day of her passing transitioning. So the other nurse came in and um, 
you know, went to the room and they, they, they checked on her. They made calls about medication and so forth. And as we sat there, and I'm looking back now, that's why I'm sharing this with you. This was my mom's uh, transition day and her day of decline. That's why I say passing, right? Um, there was an antibiotic she needed to take. We tried to give it to her and it kind of wouldn't go in, you know, because her little mouth, she couldn't really, you know, do anything, um, which just happened pretty quick over those two or three days, right? And then she couldn't really drink her water, so we waited. So she finally got her little pill, okay? And then they gave her um, some oxygen to help her with her breathing. So they explained all that to me and they left after being here quite a while. We had conversations. Um, I told them, thank you, you know, apologized if I was a little extra because I was just, I was just in distress, right? So they were very sweet and understanding. Um, And I told them, thank you. And I told them, the nurses, that I want to really express my gratitude because I probably won't see you again. And I didn't know that that was going to be the case. And I told him, I said, I'm saying this because you probably had this happen in life. Maybe somebody across your path and they did something awesome, unexpected, whatever it was. And then they're gone. And then you reflect back and you're like, dang, I didn't say this or that to him. So I took that moment to tell both of them, Danielle and Mary Lou, thank you. Thank you. And I asked the honest question of one of them. Like I said, tell me that the truth. If I was your family or your best friend, what would you tell me about my mom? And she said, Nicole, she doesn't have long, maybe 30 days if you're lucky. She said, I'm no God of Jehovah, but being a nurse and being by her side and reading things, I can tell. So I said, thank you for that because she kind of was preparing me and I didn't know that, right? And maybe the two of them looked at her and knew what she was going through as the experts, but they were like, we don't want to hurt her and tell her, right? And like she said, they're not God of Jehovah. So who knew? 100%, right? So they left and um, I went in the room, checked my mom, let her rest. So as the day progressed, um, we got to the evening. My oldest son got off work and him and his fiance came to see her. and spent some time and um, we were here as a family. They went home and laid down and so forth. They don't stay far away. And my youngest son, of course, was still here with me. So um, we went about the evening at about 1030. I was kind of sitting in the living room and um, I told my son, I said, I'm going to lay down for a minute. After I went in there and checked on my mom again, before I did that, I, it, was, it was dark in the room. So I put a little light from my phone just on her chest enough for it to come up to her face, but not get in her eyes. And I noticed her hands were tight, but she was still here a little bit as I reflect back. And um, something, God said, talk to her. So I sat down on the bed next to her. I said, listen, Ma, on the other bed, I said, listen, I don't want you to go. But if you got to go, I understand. Because I know you've been in so much pain. I said, if you got to go, I get it. I said, but I understand. I don't want you to because I love you. I said, but that's just my selfishness. I said, but I don't want you here in pain. I held her hand and I turned the TV on then I turned it off. Then I held her hand. Then I got up and went in the living room again. Then I went back in the room with her and I just turned the light on a little bit more and I noticed a tear in her eye and her nose was a little wet. Again, I don't think I really understood what was happening, passing, right? So I went and I sat down and I just kind of sat on the bed and um, 
I told my son, don't stay up too late. You know, they're out of school or whatever. So I fell asleep, kind of dozed off. Um, and he came in the living room. Uh, what, now I know it's about 2.30 in the morning. I said, hey, what's going on? He said, I'm going to lay down, mama. And I said, okay. So he checked the door, you know, gave me a kiss. And he had been checking on grandma all night while I was asleep too. And then he came back in the hallway and he said, mama, come here. I don't think she okay. Come here, come here. I don't see her chest moving. And I, I kind of flipped over the bed and I got up and I ran in there. And I was like, no, she's not here. So this is where peace comes in. In that moment, my mama was gone it, from her body, right? Um, she had been released from the pain, right? And while I was emotional and crying and cursing and just, just I couldn't even just believe the moment had came, right? Um, she's at peace. Her body is not hurting anymore. She's not in this pain that's so bad they had to give her morphine and something else. She knew that when I told her, Mama, if you got to go, you can go, right? The reason I'm making this today is because maybe it'll help somebody out there. Maybe hearing what I walked with my mama, it'll give you some idea of what you possibly could walk with your loved one. Um, it's also to pay respects to everyone who helped me care for her all the way to the end with the hospice team. <clears throat> it is to say thank you for them. It's to say thank you for my neighbor who's part of a, uh, he does the skilled nursing work and he guided me with some things and talked to me along this journey. It's to put it out in the world, that which um, I believe will help, which is my story of hospice. That's why I said pain, passing, and peace. She was in pain, she was passing, and now her soul is at peace. And while it hurts like crap, because that's my mom, and it's only been like a day or two, and I still want <clears throat> to like tell her things, and I, um, my boss sent me some good food to eat um, the day <clears throat> that she passed, and when it came to the door, I immediately wanted to say, hey, my look, and then I thought about it like, damn, she's not here, so it hurts me. However, she's at peace. So, <clears throat> however, she's at peace. So, I will find peace in that. I am grateful that God showed me the way and allowed me to bring her home. Because all I had was seven days, right? And <clears throat> I think back that what if her journey would have still been to pass. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. What I mean is this. Two, two different scenarios I think about. What if I wasn't able to bring her home, right? And what if she still had a past, but she passed in the skilled nursing place alone? Or what if she was only holding on to get home and pass away with her family? And what if I prolonged that and, and didn't do it? You see what I mean? So if you can give that gift to someone, please do. If you can't, I totally understand. And if you can't, I'm going to pray for your loved one and for you. 
and ask God to keep all the awesome nurses and people around your loved one to care for them if you can't do it in your home. And I get it because, excuse me, everybody can't and everybody's not meant to do it, right? So I'm praying for you. Everybody doesn't choose hospice, right? Um, I'm praying for your strength. I'm praying for your your heart. I'm praying for your courage. <clears throat> I'm praying for that loved one, right? Because now I have learned about pain, passing, and peace as part of the hospice journey in my life with my mama, right? So I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported us, to my beautiful sons and Cece and my friends and my family and my dad and my brother and you listening to this. Thank you for listening to this. Share this with somebody, you know, that maybe getting ready to walk the walk that I walked, right? Because the one thing I want to say, and I said this before, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know that you don't know it and you don't know what to ask until you just don't know to ask it. <clears throat> so I've learned that too along this journey, right? Um, I'm, again, I'm very grateful for my mother, and I was able to give her just a little sliver back of what she gave me in life, which is love, unconditional love, taking care of herself when she couldn't, which is what she did for me, especially from the day I was born. You know what I mean? So I feel like the least I could do when God made it possible is to take care of her, right? And I thank you for the companies and the people that I work for who walked along this journey with me and supported me as well and continue to support me, right? So <clears throat> thank you to my best friends, um, Nikki and Michelle, who have been amazing. You know, just thank you, right? Um, you know, thank you to all the people who have reached out. And again, I just wanted to record this for you and share my journey. Thank the hospice team. Um, Praise God, most importantly, for everything that he's done and continues to do. Thank you for showing me how to lay her to rest coming up soon. Thank you for everybody that supported me. And I pray this helps you. I pray it does, right? Um, again, I am always faithful, Nicole. This is a new episode of my podcast about caregiver, caregivers with hospice pain, passing, and peace. God bless you, and I thank you for listening. Have a beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening. Bye-bye.